Well done, Dan Wilson, our producer. We can always use more Counting Crows on this show. I, I'm, a, I'm in favor of that. Uh, that monologue you heard was from 2021, and it was delivered by our next guest, the new president of hockey operations for the Philadelphia Flyers, Keith Jones. Jonesy, thank you for joining us. It's good to be with you. How are you? Got to turn them on. Oh, I should turn them on. Rookie mistake. Let's try this again, Jonesy. Go ahead. I'm doing great, Mike. I'm, I'm you're doing, doing great. You're doing better than I am handling this this board here. Um, I, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to start with the obvious question. A obvious, an obvious question. You are beloved around here, uh, both for your work on WIP, on NBC Sports Philadelphia, for being a generally funny guy, um, been here 23 years. Why did you decide to take this job? It's a, it's a very good question. I, I decided to take this job because the fans of Philadelphia are the only reason that I'm still in Philadelphia. The way that they accepted me, and not just Flyer fans, but fans of all our professional sports, and much of that through the radio and working at WIP with Angelo, have made this my home and have, you know, rewarded me with great things in my life because of their, you know, affection for me and the way that they've made me feel and being a part of the fabric of this community. So I feel like this is a great opportunity to, number one, get a, you know, the job of a lifetime and for me, and number two, give back to the people that have been so great and uh, and helping me achieve what I've been able to achieve so far in my life. So we love you. I mean, you know, you're our pal. You, we think you're great. But but, but here's what skeptics are going to say: um, He's a smart guy. He knows hockey. Obviously, uh, he knows people around the league. He works well with people, as you said. You worked with Angelo. You can work with anybody. Mm-hmm. But he's never held an administrative or an executive job. Now he is in charge, and this is, I'm quoting from the newser yesterday, of leading the strategic direction of the hockey operations side as well as collaborating on the business side. So I guess my question, Keith, is what you're the boss now. What has prepared you for that? I think it's just a matter of being able to create relationships with anyone that I've ever dealt with, whether it's, you know, somebody that I'm meeting just in my everyday life away from my jobs, or it's the people that I've worked with when I've been performing my jobs. I mean, it's really as, as basic as that. You're, you're just trying to build a culture that is better than what it is right now or has been. And then you're going to use the people that are around you. I mean, there's a reason there was five people up on that stage yesterday. I have a lot to learn as far as the business side of things, and I'll, I'll use Valerie Camillo uh, in every way that I possibly can to you know, gain knowledge from all the great things that she's done in her career. I've got Dan Hilferty looking over me. I think uh, this city is well aware of all his business accomplishments. And I've got two great hockey men that are going to work with me. Um, I have a lot that I can add to the hockey department, um, there's no question about that. I, I look forward to showing that. Um, it's not something that I'm necessarily comfortable about talking because it's about me. Um, I'm more of a show me 
person. And I, I, I can assure you that uh, those things will come to the forefront and that this is going to work out, not just for me on a personal level. This is not my team. This is a group effort, and I'm going to make sure that it stays that way. And in doing that, I'm going to make sure that our community benefits because we're going to have a better hockey team to support and watch play meaningful games in the near future, not the like next day future, but uh, in the close enough future that hockey, good hockey is around the corner for us. We're talking to Keith Jones, the new president of hockey operations for the Flyers. So Jonesy, my next question then is, what is that going to look like? If Danny has final say on personnel and John Tortorella is going to be involved and, and kind of weighing in based on what he sees from the bench on a day-to-day basis. What is your role? What are you going to be doing when you sit down with those guys? Yeah, num- number one, I'm going to be listening to what they're saying and then providing my information back, my knowledge back to them. And in conversation, hard conversations when necessary, we're going to work it out. And we're, we all have the same goal in mind, and that's to return the the Philadelphia Flyers to being perennial Stanley Cup champions. Um, so I'm going to use the knowledge that I've gained from being around the game and my ability to connect people and connect with people to make this thing work. And that is my number one goal. Um, I, I foresee no issues in doing that with two people that I think are perfectly placed in their jobs. I think John Tortorella is one of the best coaches in the National Hockey League. I'm thrilled that he's already in place. I know that Danny Briere is going to do an outstanding job as a general manager. I think he's got a great mind. I think he understands the city. And I think he's got a little pit bull underneath him inside that he's going to dig in. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people that may be doubting him at this point. But I, I can guarantee you one thing, guys. Doubters don't, don't bother me. I mean, I like the doubter. I I appreciate that. Set the bar as low as you want it to be, and then we're going to move this thing as high as we can get it. And our goals are very high. Keith, in the the cut we played coming in, which is a year old, you talked about this as a team in need of a major makeover and so on, and it didn't get any better this year. Uh, Earlier in this conversation, you said something along the lines of it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And I know definitions can be tricky, uh, but fans in this town have been clearly, um, on the one hand, patient, and on the other hand, kind of, I think, ready for a rebuild. To the best way you can put it in words, how do you define kind of where the franchise is now and, and w- how far away it is from being a valid contender? Yeah, so the one thing, Glenn, that I would uh, somewhat disagree on is that this year was the same as the year prior. It was not. Uh, the year prior, the, the club would get down 3 nothing, and that game would end up 7-1. to uh, Last year, for the most part, the team may get down 2 or 3 to nothing, but would come back and tie it and then end up losing 4-3. to Obviously not there yet, but the foundation was laid by John Tortorella, and the players, for the most part, bought in. There's a lot of positives that already have been started. The timing is much better. This was a much easier decision for me based upon what I saw this season on the ice. There's some really good hockey players that are going to continue to get better. 
on this club immediately. Uh, that being said, there's a lot that needs to be done as far as addressing high-end talent. And the best way to do that is through the draft. Uh, Cutter Goche was a very good pickup last year by this team. He's already doing some really good things over at the World Championships right now. We have a very high pick this year in an outstanding draft. And our drafting is going to be key. There's, there's no doubt that that is going to be a major part of it. But adding the pieces at the appropriate time is also going to be a part of it through free agency. And we're a ways away from that. We need cap space to do that. And when we get it, we want players around the league to recognize through the players that are playing here now that this is a great place to play. We want them to want to be here like it was when I arrived here 25 years ago. And that's going to take some work as well. So that's why the timeline is a little bit blurred. The players will decide how quickly we move along based upon how quickly they develop into different roles on the team. But the overall story will be told in the next few years on where this team is going to ultimately get to. And I think it's going to get to a very high level. Jonesy, one of the things that makes the approach you guys are taking different from what most NHL teams do is the power you are infusing to John Tortorella uh, in his position as head coach. You know as well as anybody that there's a heck of a lot of turnover at the head coaching spots uh, yep. around this league. And you guys have basically said, you know, Torts is going to be uh, a major part and have major input in who we are and what we do moving forward. To put it as bluntly as I can, what happens if that goes bad? Because John Tortorella, while he's had lengthy tenures with certain franchises, has also kind of you know, been like a shooting star in others where he burns yep. really hot and then burns out. So what happens if it doesn't go perfectly here? Yeah, I, I, don't, I do not foresee that happening based upon the relationship I have with John already. I've had it for many years. Um, I understand him, and I think he has a pretty good understanding of the way that I see the game. I, I see the game in a very similar way to the way he coaches the game. I believe accountability is such a critical part of what we need to build here, and I thought last season, his first season here, he established so much of that. I, if I was hand-picking a head coach, and Mike, you know that Craig Berube is my best friend, John Tortorella would be the coach of this hockey team. I've always admired the way he coached from afar, and he's in the perfect place to continue to do it. Not just the perfect city, he's at the perfect place in his life to do it. Because this will be John's, you know, at his age, his last place. And he's going to be here when this team turns around. I have no doubt about that. Keith, you played for this team when, when it was contending for Cups, and you talked about coming here, and you know what the brand always meant. I heard you yesterday mention Ed Snyder's Flyers. They stood for something uh, around the league, certainly to the fan base here. You've stayed in town. Uh, you've watched this franchise as an analyst for a lot of years now. What have the Flyers lost as an organization, and how do you get that back? That's a great question. The, the brand is very important. Mr. Snyder's legacy is very important to all of us, especially the ones that knew him and hold him dear to our hearts. Uh, the brand was about competing. The brand was about doing everything we possibly could to be one of the elite teams in the league. We have not been, over the last 
number of seasons. That part we have to fix. It's not so much about a style of play. It's about playing amongst the best teams in the National Hockey League and finding a way to stay up with the times and make sure that we stay involved in advancing this organization. That's what it's gotten away from. It's not about beating the you know, beating up every opponent you go up against. But it is about winning every puck battle that you possibly can. And we got away from that. So we're looking for players that have it. And I'm talking about highly skilled players, but also players with heart. And that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for guys to throw their gloves in the air and start fighting in a, in a hockey world that doesn't exist anymore but we want tough and difficult people to play against. And you can be sure that that's something that will be a primary focus of us. So how do you find those guys, Jonesy? Is there something in your experience around the league? Is there something that Danny has? And look, I've interacted with Danny. I like him personally. He's never been a general manager before. Is, is there something that you guys share that can pinpoint players like that? Yeah, I, there, there is an eye to that, Mike. There is an eye test that might not show up analytically, but you use all the resources that are available to you. Analytics are a very important part of the game today. Uh, if you use them properly, uh, you need great people in those departments. The great thing about our team is we have all the resources to find the best people in the world in any role that we foresee we need them to be in we want to be an innovative team we want to be ahead of the game not following it uh those are things that we're going to really delve into and those are i think things that are going to give us an advantage we do have an advantage we have an ownership that tells us to do what we have to do to get us to a point where we are competing for a stanley cup that message is clear Uh, we're going to use every tool that we have But the most important thing is trusting your instincts, what you've done in your own career and what you've seen since your career ended. Uh, We can see it. There's something there. There is a secret sauce. I can promise you that. Uh, We know where some of those players are. Sometimes you have to be drafted in the right spot to get them. And sometimes you need to find somebody that's in the seventh round, like myself, or Danny Briere, who fought through being put on waivers at one point in his career and turned into an outstanding player. There's a, there's a skill to that, and we're going to use those skills to get this team headed in the right direction. Jonesy, I don't know if this came up during the, the news conference yesterday, but I'm curious how this came about. Um, I know they, they hired a search team. Billy King was part of it, and they were looking at candidates. I've known you for a long time. I mean, I don't, I don't know you that well. I don't know what your career aspirations were, but how did, it, how did this happen? I was asked if I would be interested in, in, in even considering the job. And I'd like to tell you it took me a long time to think about it, but it didn't. My answer was yes. And then it was a lot of thoughtful consideration about what I was getting myself into. Um, I have a great job. I've, I've had a great job mm-hmm. uh, doing television. It's one of the most you know, fulfilling jobs that you could want and enjoyable jobs that you could want after you retire. But you don't win and you don't lose. You go home and you, 
you're, you feel good. It's good. You don't have the pain of losing. And I want to feel it, and then I want to win and feel even better. Uh, that's why I decided to go through the long process of getting the job. And believe me, it was long, and it was a lot of interviews, and it was a lot of you know, digging deep into finding out exactly if I was the person for the job. Um, I'm very pleased that I am. I have no regrets that I did it, and I can't wait to really delve in and get started and helping this franchise get back on track where our fans can be proud of us and our fans can enjoy and our excitement when we start winning meaningful games. Jonesy, does it bother you, uh, and this is the last one for me, does the perception that some people in town are going to have about you bother you, which is to say this is the guy who made fart jokes on the morning show and now he's running the Flyers? Yeah, no, it does not, Mike. Uh, For those that know me closely, what's most important to me is that my friends know who I am. And my fans are going to continue to know who I am. I'm not Keith. When you see me, I'm Jonesy, and that will never change. You're not Mr. Jones? Not Mr. Jones. And I don't care if you're working with me, which everyone who is involved in the Flyers organization is. uh, You can approach me at any time, and you can find out about me, and I'm going to find out about you. I really don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. And that's going to be the way this team is going to move forward. Well, listen, I mean, to, to wrap it, uh, and we appreciate this interview. We, we, we do. Um, and I'm guessing, and I agree with Mike, please don't lose your sense of humor because you are oh, it'll ne- it'll never happen, genuinely one of the funniest people yeah. that we know. Um, I, I assume part of this is you are going to be very public out there, face of the franchise kind of guy. Yes. And more so than I have been in the past because I've been busy. I've been leaving to go to the next job, and I haven't had enough time to really stop in and find out about any individual fan that we have that's interested in our team. Um, I always do when I'm in public, but I'm going to be around more, and I'm going to be around at the games. I'll be in different places. I'm going to definitely make sure that I do my part to spread the word on where we're headed uh, share how we're going to get there, not give you all the, you know, the reasons and ways that we're going to do it. But I am going to be very open and forthcoming and bring our fans along for this journey. I think we're all in for an enjoyable experience, and I don't mind negativity. I get it. I worked at WIP. <laughs> I know what <laughs> you worked I, with the king of it. For God's sakes, for I, how many? I know, that was that fifteen know. years you were with Ange. Uh, I was with them for twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. <laughs> And the God. last five, the last five, I, I, I could have left, but I stayed. I continued right to the end yeah. uh, out of respect for him. And I think anyone who works there should always continue to be reminded of all the great things that he accomplished there. So he was one of the first people I told. And guess what? He kept his mouth shut. When does that wow. happen? Wow. <laughs> well, well, Jonesy, I don't know if you heard the, the beginning of the show, but we've already had a call or a longtime Flyers fan who during his call with us was moved to tears over your hiring. Uh, so no in, pressure. In, in a positive in way, In a positive way, way right. yes. That this was going to yeah, turn the first. <laughs> it's not the first person I've made cry <laughs> since you know, when I can tell you that.
No, he was oh. so emotionally. Uh, he he loves. He called. He said he lo- he's loved the Flyers. He went through his history as a fan and his disappointment, and said that you have brought hope. And he literally began crying. Yep. No, there's a lot of responsibility with this job. There's no doubt about that. But there was responsibility with the jobs that you guys do. Uh, you know, we want to give everything we have to the people that are listening, that are uh, you know watching us play. Uh, I don't think that ever changes. You have to continue to drive and push and try to be the best that you can be. But you're doing it for, in our industry, for the fans. And it's important to their lives to get away from the everyday things that are troubling them, to make sure that we are a release for them, uh, not an irritation. And we want to get our team to that point where people can enjoy Flyers hockey and watch this team grow as as we go along and they come along with us. All right. Well, Keith, uh on one hand, I wish you the best. On the other hand, I'm going to be holding you to everything you just said. Uh, so be prepared for some tough questions down the road. I know you well, Mike. I know you well. <laughs> hey, And I appreciate you guys, and I, th- I thank you for having me on. Thank you, Keith. Thanks a ton. Thanks so much. Yeah, have a great show, guys. Right. Thank you. What do you think? I liked every single thing you said. Uh, and I, you know, I started the show saying I'm inclined to really like Keith Jones. I have questions about the guy who's never had an executive position doing it, but I also think he's an extremely smart person who knows how to get along with people. He didn't try to uh, whitewash or cover up where this organization has fallen and talked about how he wants to, what he wants to bring it back to be. Uh, and there are no shortcuts. He's not going to try to sell, hey, we're going to be good in, you know, r- around the corner. Um, he clearly will be approachable. I, the question I'll ask you is the hierarchy that they are building, can that work? I think it can. I think it's short-sighted and a little too easy to say, oh, they're just bringing back ex-Flyers and Keith Jones and Danny Breen. Oh, yeah, no. The, I, I don't think that's the case. These guys... First of all, these guys have a broader perspective on the NHL that I think was required in the people who would be taking this job, these jobs over. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know. But you're right. He said all the right things. I know him well enough to know that he's smart and he's committed. And if you're a Flyers fan, I think it's okay to be optimistic about this. No guarantees, but it's okay to be optimistic. And by the way, key to all this, and he mentioned this just uh, early in the interview, is Dan Hilferty, who's the yeah. guy who was on our show a couple weeks ago, yep. who's really come in to run the whole thing from the Comcast Spectacore thing, is kind of going to be his godfather with this. Yes. And that's Dan Hilferty is a guy who knows everybody and everything about business in this town, and that's as good a godfather as you can have. 